Sperent in teones, qui noverunt nomen tuum, Domine. Let them hope in thee, who know thy name, O Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's Mass of the third Sunday after Pentecost continues in some way the grace of the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. The intro it is, in effect, when one listens to it carefully, the cry of a lost sheep bleating, yes, bleating, for its shepherd. It is the appeal of a soul in distress to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Look thou upon me, O Lord, and have mercy on me, for I am alone and poor. See my abjection and my labor, and forgive me all my sins, O my God. See my abjection and my labor. One might translate this as, see how low I have fallen. See how great my struggle is. The collect is a confession of our helplessness and poverty, and at the same time an act of confidence in the mercy of God that is ever multiplied upon those who trust in him. Such a beautiful expression in the text of the collect. O God, protector of all who hope in thee, and without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Multiply thy mercies upon us, that having thee for our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we finally lose not those which are eternal. The collect is reminiscent of the 22nd Psalm, a contemplation of the heart of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, how can I lack anything? He gives me a resting place where there is green pasture, leads me out to the cold water's brink, refreshed and content. As in honor pledged by sure paths he leads me, dark be the valley about my path, hurt I fear none while he is with me. I rod thy crook on my And in the epistle, St. Peter, first among the shepherds of the flock of Christ, reveals how deeply he was touched by his master, who said, Take up my yoke upon you, and learn of me, because I am meek and humble of heart, and you shall find rest to your souls, for my yoke is sweet and my burden light. It seems to me that the Prince of the Apostles kept these words of his Master 
in his heart. And in some way, these words reemerge in today's epistle. The humility of the heart of Jesus so impressed itself on St. Peter that years later he called the sheep of his flock to remain humble and trusting when visited by suffering. Be you humbled, he says, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in the time of visitation, <coughs> casting all your care upon him, for he hath care of you. Now, today's epistle begins with the sixth verse of chapter 5. But one who applies himself to his Lexio Divina will discover that it is the fifth verse of the same chapter that casts light over all that follows. And what is that fifth verse? St. Peter says, In like manner, ye young men, be subject to the ancients. And then he says this, And do you all insinuate humility one to another? For God resisteth the proud, but to the humble he giveth grace. The quaint expression, do you all insinuate humility one to another, may strike one as curious. Given the modern connotation of the verb, to insinuate, but the word understood according to its etymology is exactly right. Insinuate contains the two Latin words insinu, meaning in the bosom, in the breast, or in the heart. The man who insinuates humility takes it deeply into himself. St. Peter would have the young men whom he is addressing hold humility in their hearts. What humility? The humility of Jesus, Peter's divine master, who presents <coughs> himself to us as meek and humble heart. Every time one receives Holy Communion, it is an insinuation, a taking into the deepest part of oneself, the humility of Jesus. Similarly, the soul who abides silent and receptive before the Most Blessed Sacrament will, over time, experience an insinuation the silence of the host, of the humility of the host, of the hiddenness of the host. St. Peter warns that one who places himself in the school of the heart of Jesus will not be spared afflictions, temptations, and attacks from below. In the face of such trials, he recommends but one thing, 
trustful abandonment into the care of the shepherd, casting all your care upon him, for he hath care of you. Monsignor Knox renders this same verse, throw back on him the burden of all your anxiety. It's very uh, vivid rendering of the text. Throw back on him the burden of all your anxiety. He is concerned for you. And the gradual draws upon Psalm 54 to say the same thing. Cast the burden of thy cares upon the Lord, and he will sustain thee. Never will he let thee stumble, his servant if thou be. The image of the gradual is very poignant. It is the image of a soul struggling under a crushing burden, barely able to put one foot in front of the other. And the psalmist says to that burdened, struggling soul, lift the burden from your back and place it on Jesus. And then he will sustain thee. We don't always get the meaning of that. The image is that Jesus, having taken our burden upon his own shoulders, will then walk alongside us, holding us up, supporting us, allowing us to lean upon him. Cast the burden of thy cares upon the Lord, and he will allow thee to lean upon him. Never will he let thee stumble. I have in mind the memory of Brother John Baptist walking alongside of Father Subprior after Father Subprior broke his leg. It, it very aptly illustrates this verse of the psalm. He will sustain thee, never will he let thee stumble. In the Gospel according to St. Luke, the evangelist of mercy, Brother Lucas, it is the shepherd himself who reveals to us just how he multiplies his mercies upon those who are in his care, and even upon the lost sheep. What man of you that hath an hundred sheep, and if he shall lose one of them, doth he not leave the ninety-nine in the desert, and go after that which was lost, until he finds it? And when he hath found it, lay it upon his shoulders, rejoicing, and coming home, call together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep that was lost. The offertory antiphon takes the message of the gospel and turns it into prayer by making us sing a verse full of hope from 
Psalm 9, the psalm of the defenseless poor. What shall we sing at the offertory? Let them trust in thee who know thy name, for thou hast not forsaken them that seek thee, O Lord. And the communion antiphon, which will be repeated again and again, gives the last word to joy. Dico vobis gaudium erit coramangelis dei super uno peccatore penitentia magente. I say to you, there shall be joy before the angels of God upon one sinner, one sinner, doing penitence. Humility, trustful abandonment, conversion and joy. These are the things that the Sacred Heart of Jesus would insinuate in us. These are the things that flow from the heart of Jesus into the hearts of all who cast the burden of their cares upon him, believing, counting on his love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.